Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch man, co-host Calder Ness. This episode 409, we're going to talk about some tarot cards, talk about some Disney Plus spoilers, answer some listener questions. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six yeah. people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools? It's not witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey Google, back some Let's attack him because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow. Dialage for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. Read my cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and seal products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Hub a hub. Hunkerberta love. Uh, you use code DIAL5 for 5% off your order, uh, and that is uh, CoolStuffInc.com. Find all the latest Hero Clicks singles and seal products at CoolStuffInc.com. I don't know if we'll get in trouble. Was that a Johnny Bravo? Is that like... Cueing uh, the well, listener in to Johnny Bravo could be in Hero Clicks someday. Is that what that was? Basically, yeah, man. Let me <laughs> do something there, pretty mama. Uh, y'all ever seen a Hero Clicks video like that? A bam, pow. A boom, pow. Uh, I won't pretend I can do the voice, right? Um, man, although talk about like the perfect body type. No legs at all. <laughs> all of her body. body <laughs> no and that hair, those cool shades and that hair, man. Johnny Bravo, I don't know how yeah. he... I mean, he was a ladies' man. He could get it, but also he. The whole point was that he never got it. Sadly, rest in peace, my man, Johnny B. Anyways, not Sloop John B. Of course, that's a different John B. Yeah, Johnny, not Johnny B. Good. Not Johnny B. Good either. Yeah. Hey, Simeon, what made you happy this week? Oh, what made me happy this week was uh, it was a you know, it was a decent week. It was uh, it was uh, catching up on like some podcasts, um, catching up on some comics. Um, I've finally gotten in the habit of reading through like my endless pile of comics. I'm in a real bad rut of buying stuff that I'm like, yeah, I really want to read this. What also made me really happy. So I started reading the, I'm like almost halfway through the X of Swords event. I'm reading it in preparation for like the Hero Clicks event, obviously. Uh, was not planning on picking it up. But uh, guess how much it cost me to get my hands on... The, like the trade of it. Forty dollars. No. 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 How much, Simeon? Zero. Because oh, I what? went to my local library and I put it on hold. And a week later, they sent me an email and they were like, "It's here. Come pick it up." That's how easy it is. I don't know no. if I, you know. I don't know if everyone out there realizes. I know there's been like several. PSAs about this over the years but there are these things that still exist called libraries they are like taxpayer funded so like it's literally your money that is funding it so you should go and use it anyhow but uh, no they you know it's not just old dusty books with no pictures you can get comics and stuff there you can get trade paperbacks you can get movies you can get all kinds of stuff so yeah it's it's super cool um I'm one of those people. I used to use my library all the time because I did not have a printer like 10 years ago. But now, like, I finally gotten back in the habit of actually using it for book-related stuff, which is good because my book collection has gotten out of hand, and it's just, 
at this point I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm like, I need to start reading more books without like purchasing the book. I really like the collection aspect, not so much the read aspect, but the collection. Shout out to local libraries, public libraries, real for real. I don't know what I do in my childhood. My mom didn't drop me off there to use the computer and, uh, watch Lego stop motion videos all day and play addicting (laughs) games. Yeah. Did your library, uh, block runescape? I don't know. I, I, I never knew about it. It was well, only if you lived games. within 50 miles of a certain Lucas Tom Van Hollen, they probably did because they probably uh, did. I imagine they would definitely know he was fiending for it. He's he's a fiend. He's a little runescape fiend. This guy loves the terrible graphics. Uh, what made me happy this week? Uh, I keep feeling bad every time it's board games that aren't hero clicks, but I played like five hero clicks games. They were all really good. But more specifically, let me say something. I love Marvel Champions. I like it. I like it a lot. Marvel Champions is, is is a dope card game, and I will be trying to get people addicted to playing it. I have not been excited <laughs> about like a game that I enjoy since like my beginning years of Hero Clicks, where I've been like, I just want to play more. I don't know how to play totally. I'm not super good at it. I found out I've been building my decks wrong this entire time. Thank goodness I've been borrowing other people's when I play in public. Like the ones at home, I have been building and they have been broken, and that was terrible. Uh, that's okay. Deck building is for nerds. So, but anyways, uh, this game is fun. It's awesome. I like it a lot. Uh, so I played that this weekend. I played against Thanos. Thanos has this cool ability. Maybe I've said it before. Where if he succeeds at his first scheme, I'm not gonna get into too much lingo, but anyways, scheme. blah blah blah. Scheme. If he succeeds at it, then you take your deck, typically forty to fifty cards. That's quite literally what it is. And you cut it in half. You count the cards. You cut it in half, round it down, which hurt me as a Hero Hooks player, having 23 cards left, round it down to 11. And I was like, ew. Um, uh, and anyways, uh, it's Bungus. Bungus Bogus. And you get rid of half your freaking cards, and now you have half your deck. Like, at random, too. So you could get rid of really important cards, like your double resource cards, your, like, good attacking cards, your good thwarting cards. Many people who are listening are like, what, Calder, what does any of this gibberish mean? What it means is it's freaking cool and accurate. Thanos snapped his fingers, and half of our decks went away. That's hilarious. Also, during the game, the Gamora player died first. Also hilarious. Um... <laughs> It, it came down to just being me, the Captain America player, against Thanos. Endgame, anybody? Also hilarious. And then I was like, nah, I don't really want to play anymore if it's just me, because like he is he is going to stop me, though. And it was also like 4 o'clock, and we've been playing since 10, uh, 12 against this one guy. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to play any longer. I'm done. Thanos is, has destroyed us. Um, but it's, it's awesome. It's a fun game. I like it. Also this weekend, I taught a family of people how to play Villainous. If you haven't played Villainous, it's also pretty dang fun. It was Disney Villainous. Marvel Villainous sucks. And that's like, as a big Marvel fan, I do not like Marvel Villainous. They don't have villains I care about. It also takes way too long. Like, Marvel Villainous takes like three hours, where like normal Villainous you can play in like an hour, hour and a half. Marvel Villainous, for some reason, is painfully long. Maybe I'm playing it wrong. I don't know, but it sucks. Um, And then also, same family, uh, I beat them all at Monopoly. I don't know if you're like me, um, who just hates Monopoly, would rather not play it. I... I don't care what strategy you say about Monopoly. It is pure luck. The reason I won, I, I bought the it, blue yeah. properties, the light <laughs> blue properties right past go. Like I, I knew I had to secure the the latter half properties, the properties that are after the corner. You know, not the first ones after the corner, but the other ones after the corner or 
You know what I mean? Like those are typically the good ones. I knew I had to secure at least one of those and just put hotels on them right away. I got those two railroads and then both utilities. That was it. I owned no other properties on the entire board. Two railroads, two utilities, both utilities, and then those like three blue properties. And you know why I had money? Because people landed on mine and I didn't land on theirs. I landed on like 10 chance cards and like five or six community chest like times. I was literally just skipping everybody's properties. That's why I won. I also found out you can mortgage things in Monopoly. We, my family yeah. never played that way. For the first time ever, I saw someone go broke and having to like mortgage their stuff. We would just give, we would just sell our properties. That's what we did as kids. I think because our parents didn't want to tell us what a mortgage was. They just didn't care. Um, but yeah, I've ranted now for like <laughs> no. four minutes. Uh, all this stuff. I'll say yeah. two things. Uh, okay. One, I feel like there's only two ways to feel about Monopoly. One, you enjoy it and no one ever wants to play it with you. Or two, you hate it and everyone else always wants to play it. Because that's me. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> there's like no in between. It, but if I play, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to have fun. And it was just it was pure luck that I won. I will not say I'm good at it. I don't think I'm good at it. It was literally pure luck. But and yes, then yeah, good. the second thing I'll say, I don't think I'll I'll say you know this might be controversial. Uh, I'll say at least in my own experience. 95% of Monopoly games do not go to like conclusion. Like it goes to the point where somebody's like, eh, like I call it, like you win or something you know like along those lines. Because You're if you play correct. it how it's correctly played, you can go into like immense amounts of debt and still keep playing, like still technically have a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like no one actually plays it that way. And that's, that's exactly what happened. After one person got like, so how my family plays is after one person is bankrupt, you just count up the money and who's got the most like properties, money, whatever. Right. Um, that's what happened in this game. Like the first person went bankrupt and I was, I looked at the other two people. I'm like, let me just call it. Like I, I, I have tons of money and like, even though you guys have a lot of properties, like for some reason you're just bad and you all have like no money, you've been mortgaging your properties. Like, let's just call it. Let's just. We just eat supper, you know, like, yeah, it's like, what's not, I, but, I uh, do agree that, yeah. um, Monopoly is mostly a game of luck because it's truly like at the beginning, it's just buy the first couple properties you land on. Like yep. you, I mean, just as long as you have money, keep buying properties. Cause eventually that is how like, that is the only way you can win. You do not win by just hoarding money and not buying things that is like that just a recipe for eventually paying somebody a ton of money because they built a hotel. Right. Yeah. Dang. How come these hotels cost more than houses? For real. <laughs> what is this? Ridiculous. Yeah. Make no sense. I'm going to stay one night at a hotel. Cost me like, let me tell you something. If I were to stay in an Airbnb. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe I'm actually wrong. I don't know. Monopoly was made in old times. I can't, I can't imagine a hotel was, was, was more than an entire house myself no versus a hotel room you know what i mean ridiculous anyways let's talk about anything besides monopoly by anything besides monopoly i do mean hero clicks let's get into the news simeon let's kick it off with disney plus so and then we'll get into tarot cards but just quick quick some dials so guys, maybe you saw it on Facebook, maybe you didn't. We made the world's longest Facebook post maybe <laughs> ever talking about uh, Definitely by our standards. 
by our standards for sure. Uh, and we don't expect you to read that. But if you saw the pictures, we, as Dial H for Hero Clicks, and I mean, praise be, got our first ever official Hero Clicks previews. Yes, these figures were already unboxed, but what did we get? We got the digital renders of the sculpt and the card. We got the official baby, the official, that sweet, crispy PNG of official previews. And they were of characters that we both love, um, or at least I love, and then one that Simeon likes. Um, <laughs> but we got John Walker, Captain America. If you watched the important message uh, for WizKids video, and you know I dressed up as Captain America, asked for some previews from WizKid. You've been a fan of the show for a long time. You know that Cap's my man. I like I like old J-Dubs. He's also my man. Um, put some respect on his name, Joe Pangrazio. He wasn't going to call him by the last part of his name in his unboxing video. You put some respect. That is your Captain America, Joe. It's all your Captain Americas. I, I've never had a problem with like the, the character title. Like when... Uh, Dick Grayson became Batman for a while, and people yeah. are like, it's not Batman, it's not Bruce Wayne. I'm like, it's a title. I could go out and call myself Spider-Man. Am I as good as Peter Parker? No, but I can do it. And people have to, like, you know, they have to wreck it. Like, if they're like, who did that? Uh, it's a guy that calls himself Spider-Man. They're not going to say that. They're going to be like, it's, uh, it's Spider-Man. Or at least a version of Spider-Man, you know? That's not one dude who's Spider-Man. That's not one dude who thinks he's Spider-Man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, WizKids has officially given us. That's awesome. If you've been following this podcast for forever, even before us, you know that that was a joke, that the podcast will never get sponsored. And, like, now we're sponsored. Now we have official WizKids previews. It it feels great. I love it. Might be some cool stuff happening later this week. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Take a goodbye on the YouTube. I'm going to talk about my boy, John Walker. Then we'll give it to Simeon. Then back to me. John Walker, plus five points, man with plan. Darn right he is. Can start the game with Captain America Shield. Cap Shield, what does it do? It's exactly what we thought it was going to do. It's ESD. And then if they can already use ESD, modify their defense an additional plus one for range. So it's plus for three the record, this one does come with the shield. He does, yes. It is this John Walker, Captain America. That comes... With the shield. He has celebrity and soldier keywords, which is perfect for his tour around, you know, good morning, America, like all that stuff for this version of Captain America. This is this is the juicy bits right here. And let me talk about the dial first before we get into this trade, because this trade is mm, it's juicy. It is like flavorful, character accurate. It's it's like old Kenny P just plucked old J dubs off the screen and plopped it down on a little dial. It's like mmm, a bon appetit. Uh it's beautiful. So He's got a special speed power for his first four clicks. That is charge, flurry, leap, climb. Love it. Ten speed that entire time. Love it. Thank you. Special defense power is first three clicks. ESD, toughness. That's plus three ESD, toughness. Makes sense for him? Makes sense. He's 75 points, by the way. Keep that in mind. Ten speed, 11 attack, quake, 18 defense. That's special defense power, special speed power. Three damage leadership. Perfect. Basically, that's his first three clicks. And then, oh, this click four. Click I love four it. is he, so good. Bro, it's wild. He, he's got a three damage, uh, except for his last two clicks when he has blades. He has a two damage, which is fine. Click four, he picks up precision strike. He is a 10 speed, 12 attack, 18 defense, three damage, exploit. He's got exploit the rest of his dial after he loses leadership. 
And he's got some charge, so he's got charge his whole dial, late dial. And then he's got some willpower late dial, a little showing that he's got some uh, super soldier serum maybe coursing through those veins by late dial, which is pretty cool. Uh, this is beautifully thematic. Arch Flare League Climb, ESD Toughness, um, five range, two targets. He's got Quake. I'm okay with the charge Quake when he's got ESD. Like, char you know, you're thinking, charge ESD, that's terrible. Charge Quake ESD, now you're talking because we knock back. Now they're away from me. They got to shoot me. Maybe I knock them back there. Maybe I knock them off their sidestep. You're obviously not going to knock them off their charge, uh, but you know what I mean. Like, you're not going to knock them back if they have charge. But anyways, pretty cool. So, like, ESD is cool when you got knockback and you're a close combat piece. Also, when he's in the thick of it, then he can do his little five range, two targets. It's be I like it. I like it a lot. This is already solid 75 point, like close combat beast. What does the trait do though? Oh, it makes him that much better, ladies and gentlemen. It is, like I said, a crispy, beautiful trait. When Captain America KOs an opposing character, after resolutions, if he is equipped with Captain America Shield, so if you pay 80 points for him, basically. Uh, you may remove it from the game. It's not KO'd, so they don't score it. They just remove it from the game. If you do, this game, modify John Walker, Captain America's combat values, plus one, and then he can use Battle Fury, Steel Energy. So now, he is a seven-click-long person. So that turns his top dial stats if he KO's somebody right away. And with Flurry, three damage, Quake, it's not a standard character. You can kill a bystander if you want to, which is a little accurate, I guess. No, it wasn't a bystander. He did kill an actual terrorist. I will. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. Human. He killed. Yes. He killed an actual terrorist. Um, he is now a 11 speed, 12 attack, 19 defense, and four damage. And on that click four, when he's got that 12 attack, he's an 11 speed, 13 attack, four damage, 19 defense with charge, flurry, exploit. All oh, that fourth click is so. Oh, and, you know, steel energy, so he can heal right back up when he's got that. So, dude, this is a proactive Captain America. This is a beat stick Captain America. And you know what else he is? He's your Captain America, ladies and gentlemen. But seriously, okay, I'll quit piling I will that say, um, I do like this cap, though. I mean, obviously, I like this cap. I love him. When, when something is removed from the game, it is scored. So, oh, is it? Yeah, uh, he, he will. Whatever. If he KOs somebody, he will uh, give him, like, five points. But well, maybe people know I've been cheating this whole time. That's okay. <laughs> I was called out for pseudo cheating last podcast. It wasn't really cheating. It was team building. So it's fine. Thank you, Brad. Love you, bud. Yeah, it happens. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go over Miss Minutes. She's probably, oof, I'm going to say the best mission point piece in this set. Um, you know, we've seen Ultron Infinity, yeah. who has like a good mission point thing. I think Miss Minutes in the right time will be like real solid potentially like right now i haven't quite built it but um anyhow we'll get into it so before i get into her whole mission point thing she's 35 points she's four clicks long already just a really solid utility piece for her points and she's got future past and robot keywords she's unique so you can only have one she has a full dial of a special speed power that is free place miss minutes in a square within a range that is adjacent to blocking terrain so that's like when loki goes to the tva and she's on all the walls and tvs and stuff um that's what that's walls. in reference in to walls they're in the yeah. walls <laughs> uh so the cool thing about this is uh, you place her in a square within range that's adjacent to blocking terrain. So you can drop a barrier or like any kind of blocking, whatever. Um, and you can place her adjacent to it as long as it's within her range, which is six. 
she does not need light of sight, so she can move up or be carried up or whatever, do her thing, and then zap back six squares behind like a wall and be protected from that. Uh, she has a full dial of 12 attack incapacitate. That Okay, y'all, let's review what we learned. That's kind of fun. Um, mm. A full dial of super senses, one of those being a stop click. So her last click is stop regen super senses. That's not nice, jerk. I don't remember that line, but I'll I'll take it. Um, 18 defense the whole dial, 6 speed the whole dial, uh, and then 1 damage the whole dial with tiny size. She also has flight for whatever that's worth. Um, and then with her 1 damage, she has a full dial of probability control. So a very plain, very like static dial does not change very much. The one time it changes is for that stop click. So what does her mission points do? So for 35 points... Six range, two targets. 35 points. She's got free. Choose an opposing character within range and line of fire. Gain one mission point for each other character on the map with the same name as the chosen character. So I said this in our little article spiel on our Facebook, but that effect checks after you choose an opposing character, because you do have to originally choose an opposing character, that effect then checks the entire game board for any character on the map with the same name, like friendly or opposing, which could be like something where you build with Ares and you throw on um, a bunch of like friendly uh, allied soldiers and then Ares hits his leadership and you give your opponent a allied soldier on their team. And then all Miss Minutes has to do is take a free action to choose that character, and then you get a mission point for every single ally on your own team. Um, other characters that share, like, names and you might play in, like, swarms would be, like, Sentinels. Uh, Sentinel is, you know, there's the single base ones from Rise and Fall. There's the 2 by 2s from X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga. There's the bystanders that are generated by Master Mold. There's a bunch of, like, stuff. There's paparazzi that um, Mary Jane spits out. There's all kinds of stuff. Like, even just like going into a generic battle. Like if, if your build for the week was like 400 points, build a generic army. And for some reason you're the jerk that puts on miss minutes. And then you just win every game in like two turns. You're a scumbag, uh, buddy. Yeah. Because the other thing is this is a free action. And so I did see a question like, can she use this free action more than once per game? And it's like, yes. So obviously it is interesting because it's a mission point thing, but it's a free action. So that just means, once per turn so every time it's your turn she can activate this and gain one mission point for each other character other than the one she chose so i mean even if it's not directly going to win you games you know if if you're playing against a team that has like two flashes on it this miss minutes can get you potentially one mission point per turn like over and over again every turn. Now, obviously, she's got you know a stop click. She's got super senses. She's tiny size, with so she's 19 from range. She can kind of zap around the map. She's got a lot of stuff going for her to keep her around. But if you lose her, she's probably not your main mission point piece. She's probably not uh, your main anything, to be honest. She is a good tie-down piece with uh, her double target in cap and 12 attack. And then she is a good little support piece with prob. Uh, but yeah, I think there's plenty of teams that might end up using her, even just playing her with Uatu because she's another prob 
for like Uatu's mission point thing. Um, like I said, there's oh, paparazzis. Yeah. There's, you know, anyone that spits out, like, I don't think Blackheart normally has more than one Hellfire Club guard, but if they did, um, you know, that's a potential thing. There's, there's a lot of situations where you get multiple mission points from this lady. Um, or alternatively, like I said, you can build around it. So if there's like, you know, a character like, um, I think Green Arrow gives like a Dr. Gulliver to your opponent. So that's not one that works. Um, Groot gives like, there's, there's several characters that generate a character on your opponent's starting area. And then you could potentially play like, I don't know, something terrible like a uh, Nightbringer or whatever guard. to get it on your own team. Just so, just so uh, you have like really multiples doesn't. of those uh, bystanders. But, but yeah, it, it's a very cool, really thematic, really fun piece. And I don't think it's overly powerful. I think it has a ton of potential, but I think it's mostly just going to be a really fun piece to have. Hey, dude, after all that talking, like you're about to turn Miss Minutes into uh, Mrs. Bruce or something. I was like, dang. <laughs> hey, a broke clock is right twice. Something, something. She doesn't even have hands. Like, I mean, like, she hands has two on hands. Face. No, She's I mean, no, she up. has hands. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, she has like, yeah, she has like arms and hands. <laughs> yeah, she that's why they're not clock. on her face. Yeah, all right. Because they're on her sides. Oh, of course. Okay. All right. She's a pretty. <laughs> It's a pretty bad clock. Any, anyways, I don't think she once in the whole series tells the time. That's what I'll say about that. Oh, you know what? No, Simi, I think you're right. Let's talk about our boy Falcon. Yo, I don't know why my voice cracked doing that. Uh, we got Falcon. <laughs> He's cool, dude. Uh, I like these super rares. Like once again, like I said, this is my favorite sculpt in the entire. It is. Set. Such I like a good it. Sculpt. I like it more than Chase Falcon. I love, love this version of Falcon. Really cool. 65 points, 5 range, 2 targets, flight. I about said flight in Dom. I need to get that out of my system one of these years. It does um, have in Dom. And then Avengers <laughs> Initiative team ability where it just lets them see through uh, see through hindering now, which is so sad. I wish they would have given them something else. They took away the, you know, improved movement hindering since it doesn't exist anymore. But now it's like, all right, Avengers team ability is, I guess, just sees through hindering. I, I would have liked to see some type of change. That would have been cool. Anyways. Yeah. I'm glad it's back, though. I'm glad they're giving it to the Still Avengers. Still better than plain in. Avengers team ability. True. That is true. So, what's he got? He's got a special speed power. First, first four clicks of life. He's got seven click long dial, which is charge and stealth. Pretty cool. And then running shot, but only a falcon occupies hindering terrain. I really like this. This just feels so unique to falcon. I don't think I've ever seen a power like this before. Not that I can think of. And it makes him be his little stealthy run and gun. He's going to swoop in, take some people out, you know, and stay stealth. I like that a lot. And then if he's ever got to, like, you know, charge in and be like, all right, no more defense. Let's go for it. He's got an 11 attack, Quake, uh, 18 defense with willpower for these first four clicks. And then he has a three damage combat, re uh, sorry, close combat expert. So he's going to be a 12 for four charging in, going after everybody. I really like that a lot. If he's got to like do charge, he's got to make that sacrifice play, potentially sacrifice play, whatever. But again, even if he charges up, you know what he can do? If he still lands in your train, he can quake, knock everybody back if legally able, and then they're not adjacent to him. And now he's in stealth. Like that's awesome. Like I really 
like the unique feel of this of this Falcon. Uh, back half his dial, he's got running shot, precision strike, ESD, perplex on his last three clicks uh, with 10 speed, 17 defense, 10 attack, and then he's got three damage on his fifth click and then two damage on his last two, but a little bit of late dial perplex, a little bit of running shot. He never totally has to get um, locked down, which is really cool about Falcon. So I really like that. For 65 points, seven clicks of life, uh, he can add five points to start with Red Wing. I really love this dial. I love how unique it feels without being some crazy oppressive whatever dial, but it's very unique. So what does the Red Wing do that you can pay five points for? So Red Wing... Red Wing Light Object Equipped. Free once per game. Generate a Red Wing Bystander. Free. Remove the Red Wing Light Object held by this character from the game. So I guess they'll score five points. Whatever. Some big nerd just told me that a few minutes ago. If you do, <laughs> uh, this turn, this character may activate the free action to generate Red Wing Bystander regardless of the once per game. So what's going on here? So to be fair, keep this in mind. When they remove the object, they're going to score ten points, not five points. The objects were ten. So... It's free. If you choose to get rid of the object, you destroy it. Get, move it from the game. You do it again. But you're like, Calder, it's gone. How do I get it again? That lies in Red Wing's trait. When Red Wing is KO'd, generate a Red Wing light object in the same square it last occupied. Bada bing, bada boom. Now, how generate works. Simeon, do I need two of these? Or do I just need one? Generates. I'm so iffy on generate. Do you have an? Do you like? Do you know? Do you have a for the red wing light assume, object? Yeah, I'm assuming we don't need two red wing light objects. I don't think you can it's use the special object. I think it's, it's not the special object. Okay. I want to. I I don't know for sure, but I want to say, um, the red wing object that is referenced is not yeah, the, the red wing object, object that is referenced that the, in the bystander trait. I believe yeah. is just like a. A special object that's not that's not okay. necessarily the the one that's but either way um you generate it it's it just like poof is there kind it of thing exists. so okay, you cool. could reuse the same that's one. what i yeah that's what i thought um it would have been great if the person that unboxed this would have actually showed us what the object looked like what the card <laughs> looked like instead they didn't so you know say what you will a little uh a little rough if you ask me but Thankfully, Simi and I will definitely be getting this Falcon, so we will actually be able to show that to you if you guys are curious about that, because I know I am. What does Red Wing do? Red Wing's tiny. Red Wing can fly. He's got 7 speed, hypersonic, 10 attack, precision strike, 17 defense with super senses, and 1 damage without wit. And remember, it is a free to generate Red Wing. That's pretty cool. I wish he was autonomous. He's also got 4 range. So he's got a little 9 square reach here. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really have dope. to get tied up to like attack, it. which is solid. Yeah, it's really cool. So I like this Falcon. I like that he's got Red Wing helping him out. So if there's anybody that is a threat to Falcon, Red Wing can just run up and out with him, you know, if if like need be. And, you know, if Red Wing takes an L, then boom, there's the light object. And then you got to, it's, it's a little rough. And then he's got to run up and get Red Wing. It's kind of funny, though. Like, this is kind of accurate for how, like, Red Wing was in the show. Like, Red Wing broke right, like, right away, like episode <laughs> right away, two yeah. or whatever, you know? And then he had to go the whole show without poor little Red Wing. And then he had to get, you know, he brought Red Wing's little poor little messed up body back and then fixed him. It's cute. I like it. Um, it's pretty cool. I like this version of Falcon. He feels really yeah. cool. He's just, like a really unique dial. And I'm going to quit talking about him now. Only I thing like I would change about him is I would have had a like a 30 or 35 point line on click five 
because uh, it's it's not a better dial by any means, but it is a different dial. And if you would give me a twenty-five point line, I would say yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. Twenty-five points, and you have to pay for the five-point trade. Right, like the five-point trade is still awesome. something you can do. An option, yeah, yeah. I think it would have been a plus plus at that point, um, just because of the versatility. But yeah, this is a solid sealed pull. I mean, obviously, most super rares are. Um, this guy will definitely pull his weight in sealed. He brings to the table twelve for four damage, and um, an outwit piece that like can also attack. So. Yeah, I really like those two figures, or all three of those figures. Um, we are only missing three figures from the set at the point at this point. Uh, it seems that we've run out of things to get spoiled, but we'll see if you know anyone gets any more stuff. Who knows, kind of thing. Uh, at this point, we are missing the Chase Scarlet Witch, the Prime Vision, the Vision, and uh, the other Le. Uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. Spooky. Like Spooky the, the not Spider-Man, but also an LE. I don't know. It's weird. Don't know what he's doing. What is he? Who is he? Um, What's he doing? This is like... Yeah. yeah. Very odd. Need enough. Well, hey, Simeon, tell me about those freaking cards. How do they freaking work? Oh. <laughs> Oh boy. So we got a new set of design insights this week. I'm going to try and get through these fast because there's two of them. Yeah, you got 15 minutes on the clock, my guy. <laughs> All right. So we've got design insight tarot cards. Go. The cards have determined the next contest. Opal, Luna, Saturnine. So this is a part. It actually is a per- cool part in the comics. Uh, I actually really like this. So in 2020, Marvel rolled out the groundbreaking story X of Swords for their X-Men titles, pulling us into a into the past to trace the history of mutant kind of Okara. So there's Okara, Araka, and Krakoa. I don't know if you noticed this, but they're all reusing the same amount of letters and the same letters. So they're just rearranged. But I sure um, do love me some anagrams. Yeah, it's super, super fun. So there's the sword bearers from Krakoa facing off against the sword bearers of Araka, yada, yada. That's the whole thing is like they're, they're fighting. Um, so what's new to hero clicks? So we've got tarot card rules. First up, there's a, it's going to be the same size as a full tarot card deck, 78 cards. Um, those cards are divided into four suits, pentacles, swords, cups, wands, along with a host of major arcana cards. There are 14 of each suited cards and 10 numbered cards with of ace through 10 and four court cards the page, knight, queen, and king. The 22 major arcana cards are not associated with any suit, but each have their own unique name and meaning. So that's just tarot card kind of background. So the actual hero clicks rules are, during force construction, each player may build a tarot deck of 5 to 12 cards following this rule. Tarot cards are unique, so every single one is unique. That's good. Uh, the deck must include at least one tarot card of each suit, pentacles, swords, cups, and wands, which are, they're going to get to this later, but those are going to represent speed, attack, defense, and damage, uh, and a major arcana card. So the minimum would have to be one of each of those and one major arcana card. Uh, the deck cannot include more than two cards of the same suit 
or more than four major arcana cards. So if you wanted two pentacles, the minimum size your deck would be would be six. Same as like if you wanted two swords, but you can't have more than two swords, cups, yada yada. And then you can't have more than four major arcana. And obviously you can't just play like four major arcana cards and one pentacles card. It has to be one of the four or one of each of the four pentacles, swords, cups, wands, and one major arcana. And then you can add more onto that, but your minimum would be one speed attack, defense, damage, and major arcana. At the beginning of the game, if a player brought a tarot deck, they shuffle it and place it face down near their play area. Playing tarot cards at the beginning of each turn before resolving any other game effects. If the active player has a tarot deck, they draw a tarot card from their deck and put it into play face up according to the rules. Uh, so when a tarot card is put into play, it is its effect becomes active. If the effect is a trigger, the active player resolves the effect first. Only the topmost face-up card is active slash in play. If a player already has an active tarot card when drawing, place the drawn card on top of the previous tarot card, and that previous card leaves play. Resolve any effects that occur when a card leaves play before effects of newly drawn card. So, seems pretty basic so far. You, you can play at the beginning of your turn. You have to flip one of these cards if you have the deck. And any card that was already in play when you play a new card is no longer in effect. So only one of these is going to be in effect at a time. If a player draws a tarot card with the same name as another player's active tarot card, they place the drawn card on the bottom of their tarot deck and draw a new tarot card instead. When a player would draw a tarot card but has no cards left in their tarot deck, they reshuffle all of their tarot cards to form a new tarot deck, then draw a card from that deck. So if you thought having only five cards meant only five turns of this, you were wrong. It's a whole game. <laughs> if you bring one of these decks, it's going to keep going. Um, so like I said, building your tarot deck, you're going to have to have one speed attack defense and damage card and one major arcana card um so they go on to talk about building your tarot deck and how that works essentially it's what i said they're all unique uh so you can't have multiples of one you can't have yeah multiples of one essentially uh that's good for collectability that means there's not really much reason to collect more than one of each um, the many possibility of tarot cards, they say outside of tournament play, we are very excited that the Heroclix X of Swords tarot cards will also provide players with plenty of variations in gameplay for use in home games. There are literally thousands of ways you can use tarot cards to enhance or add special twists to your next Heroclix game. Be creative and most of all have fun. Here are just a few of the many possibilities. So to go along with this, I do think these will be extremely competitive. Um... I also think that if you're a casual player, there is a place for these and it can add like a fun element. You don't necessarily have to like build specifically for your team, but if you just have tarot cards and every turn you flip one and it applies to both of you, it doesn't necessarily have to be on like one team or the other. It's just sitting to the side. I think that'd be a fine casual addition that like makes something interesting. So uh, a few possibilities. 
draw a random tarot card and announce it with your build total so you and your opponents can build the best team for the challenge. Draw a random tarot card at the beginning of the game to add a random game element for your teams to face. Use a suited ace through knights card, which each key to a standard power on the PAC to grant all characters the standard power featured on the card in addition to its boosted tarot effect. That is gross. I do not suggest mm. that, just based on the I one that like we've it. seen. Because, um, yeah, we, we later see one that is like stealth with a lot of really boosted stealth stuff. Uh, during the game, draw a random tarot card each turn. Let fate take the wheel for a truly wild ride. I think that'd be fun. Um, I think that's fine for a casual game. If you're not, if it's like a truly shuffled deck and you do not like plan on anything, I think it adds like a random factor that's interesting. Uh, so the tarot cards can be found in booster packs of the X of Swords booster set, the miniatures game, uh, yada yada. So the full list of where you can, and this is a different link, um, the full list of how tarot cards are distrib- distributed is going to be um, in X of Sword booster packs. So this is the full list for what will be in the purchasable non-storyline organized play kit. This is just what is going to be on the shelves. You can get the Fool, Strength, Temperance, the Moon, Wheel of Fortune, the High Priestess, Six of Pentacles, Nine of Pentacles, Ace of Pentacles, Seven of Pentacles, Eight of Pentacles, Ten of Pentacles, Six, Five, Page, Knight, Gosh, I'm Queen, sorry. Is King it not of Swords. Like Hercules? Pentacles? Is it Pentacles? Pentacles? Is it not Pentacles, ah, I, I would no think? Idea. Okay, I, I've whatever. never had a tarot reading, so I truly do not know. Uh, okay. Six, five, seven, page, knight, queen of cups. Two, nine, ten, page, knight, queen, king of wands. So I don't know what that breaks down to number-wise. That's See, that's 30 in the main set. Um, the miniatures game is going to come with five. That's going to come with the devil, five of pentacles, nine of swords, ace of cups, four of wands. Uh, the organized play participation prizes month one is going to come with the tower and the magician month two is going to come with justice the empress so these have already been previewed but uh month three is going to be the hierophant and the emperor and then the x of swords storyline organized play booster packs so month one is going to have a completely unique set compared to month two and then month two is going to have a completely unique set compared to month one and month three and yada yada so month one is going to have the hanged man the sun the chariot ace of swords three of pentacles knight of pentacles two of cups eight of cups king of cups two of swords six of wands three of wands month two is going to have death judgment the lovers uh two four of pentacles four nine of cups page of pentacles three of swords eight of swords five of wands seven of wands and month three is going to have the star the world the hermit purple uh, Dang, queen dude, of all the good ones are month three yeah. all the good ones are month three yeah oh. queen of pentacles king of pentacles three of cups ten of cups four of swords ten of swords ace of wands uh seven of swords and eight of wands so it will be a thing where not only do you have to buy multiple boosters and we have no idea what the distribution is but not only will you have to buy the miniatures game to get at least those five You'll have to participate in every month to get just the participation ones and a chance at pulling because assuming there's only like one in a booster, uh, two booster, like assuming there's at least one in a booster and only one in a booster, buying into month one will get you at most two of like the 10 for that month. So yeah, it's rough. This is going to be a really rough thing to collect. 
Luckily, a lot of people aren't going to want to keep them. And also, luckily, these are not, they're they're all unique. So there is no reason for True. somebody to really hold on to them. That's not saying that like some of them won't be going for 30, 40, whatever. We have seen some that are pretty good. Uh, and I'll get into those real quick. So uh, I guess, do you want to go over the ones that we have currently? Because we currently have... Let's see. We have like 15 or 16 that we know of right now where we know what the cards do. You know, talk about some of the cooler ones. Let's not talk about all of them. We still got. uh, So I'll talk about the ones that I think will make a huge difference. Left on this, my guy. Four (laughs) minutes. So tarot cards for the competitive player. So WizKids goes on to talk about, you know, how this could impact the competitive play. I do not think that this impacts or casual. I'll just say that on the offset. This is something that does not need to be played, just like resources never needed to be played in casual settings. You just put a stipulation that, like, hey, don't bring these if you don't want them. If you think that they're fun, then, you know, feel free. Like, that's that's how simple it is. Uh, this is not something that kills the game for a local community unless you have a bad judge that just lets whatever happen. So addressing randomization. Competitive players love certainty. They use perplex probability control, die replacement, and other tools to shrink the variance of Heroclix match. The word random may scare some players, but that's okay. I mean, we even really liked shredders because you didn't have to make attacks. Uh, you'll get to choose precisely which of the 78 tarot cards go into your Heroclix team. You can ensure each card that is drawn on your turn has an impact on the plan you've made for your team or the plan you made to stop your opponent's team. With practice, you'll learn to position your team to capitalize on any possible draw from the tarot deck, just like you would react to your opponent's rolls. I kind of agree with this. Um, uh, sure, man. I think if you're sure. building, like, if you're building a team that's already good, and then you add tarot cards, it's not so much you'll learn to position to capitalize on any possible draw as sometimes you'll just have a bunk draw and you'll just play your team as it was going to play, regard like. Prior, prior to tarot cards, you'll play it like that. Um, you know, if I'm playing like the current mystical teams and I just slap some tarot decks on it, it's going to make it better. Like if I picked specific cards for it. Um, so it, like, yeah, it's not, gonna, it's not going to be an issue where it's like, Oh, I didn't plan on drawing this one this turn. Like, I don't think that's, you know, you just don't put on cards that can ruin a turn for you. Uh, deck building. As a reminder from previous article, players can construct a deck of 5 to 12 cards to be used alongside their force. Each card is unique. A deck must include a card from each of the four suits, as well as a card from the Major Arcana. A deck can't include more than two cards from the same suit, and no more than four cards from the Major Arcana. Each of the suits is tied to a specific symbol, or specific combat type, and has 14 cards associated with it. This covers each standard power pretty well. Um, So they go on to do a specific build kind of situation, but essentially Pentacles is going to be speed powers. So we see the Nine of Pentacles, which is it's Kate Pride with Lockheed in her pirate garb. And this is when a character uses Sidestep, they may move up to three squares instead of two. So if you flipped that at the beginning of your turn, now anytime you would use Sidestep, you can move three. That's going to be active for your opponent as well. So if they have Sidestep, you know, tough luck. Um, here's probably the biggest issue I have with it. And this is like the the probably the most scary one that I've seen so far, and that is this is the page of pentacles. Um, 
So this is good old egg or gold balls as he used to be known. Um, so this one says characters can't use improved targeting abilities. Characters that can use stealth have free place this character in a square of hindering terrain within six squares. This is the first tarot card where I was like, I could build a team around that. Granted, at best, I'm only going to get it one every five turns. But when you get it, one, your opponent cannot shoot you in stealth. Like, they just can't. There's nothing they can do. They can charge. But even this takes away um, giant reaches, like inherent improved targeting through hindering. Uh, this takes away uh, Colossal and Giant's ability to shoot out of uh, adjacency. Mm-hmm. It takes away a lot of stuff. Uh, and then also just free place this character in a square of hindering terrain within six squares. Giving that to a whole team is gross. And all you have to have to activate that is stealth. So, yeah, like I think copying uh, Batman family team ability or playing, you know, in golden age i don't know if it's uh i will uh, yield my time senator uh seeming as an extra five minutes on the clock <laughs> that old neck run or whatever bat god from elseworlds uh could see a resurgence in play at least in like casual for some reason what a, um, what a terribly weird take for you to use for your last five <laughs> minutes but by all means all right. continue so, i guess swords is of course going to be that was the speed powers swords of course is going to be the attack powers so some of these are going to directly correspond, as we saw with like sidestep and stealth. Some of these are going to directly correspond with certain attacks, and others will just be kind of eh. So uh, we've got a good old Elizabeth Braddock on a horse, and it is the Knight of Swords. When a character uses telekinesis after resolutions, remove an action token from them. That is one that I don't think we'll ever see a deck. I don't think that one is big enough where it's going to be something where like a one in five draw is important. Uh, if it's like turn one or turn two, maybe, but not likely. Um, the next is Seven of Swords, and I think this is long shot. But as uh, Mutant Headcrab on Twitter correctly pointed out, he has too many fingers on one hand. Good old long shot's only supposed to have four, and he definitely has five. Um, oh. Yeah, super important hot take there. Uh, <laughs> when a character can use Penetrating Psychic Blast makes a range attack after resolutions deal one penetrating damage to each opposing character adjacent to a hit target. This is big for me because, let's see, when the, you use penetrating psychic blast, each adjacent adjacent to a hit target. So you do have to use, you do have to hit the character. But this is something where if this like pops up turn one or two and your opponent is not playing, like they're not like paying attention, to like what you have in your deck, you could easily get like a rookie bystander across the board and shoot, you know, some little bystander or some like, you know, molecule man or something, and then deal one pen damage to like Dark Phoenix and Fulcum and like all those like one click figures that just like all of a sudden die because one character was hit. So next we go on to cups. Cups are defense powers. So we've got Apocalypse holding a Holy Grail kind of thing. Uh, Ace of Cups. When a character uses Super Senses, increase the result of the roll by plus one. Uh, We've already seen a ton of stuff that increases Super Sense rolls, so this is just another thing to add on to that. So there's already existing teams that can use that. The Queen of Cups. I have no idea who this person is, but it is terrifying. Uh, Characters take a max of two damage from attacks. This is another huge one. Just... Blanket for a whole turn, my turn and my opponent's turn, characters take a max of two damage from attacks. So if I have a bunch of like low damage, like precision strike flurry kind of pieces, 
and I'm prepared for this, it's great for me. If my opponent's rocking like a you know a tent pole and they they're trying to dish out seven damage, it's terrible for them. Like if I'm playing against Galactus and I I slap down the Queen of Cups, all of a sudden Galactus is like nerfed quite a bit. Uh, and then finally we've got or not finally, but last for the main powers we've got Wands damage powers. So we've got uh, Queen of Wands. When a character rolls for an effect using a single D6, increase the result of the roll by plus one. That's pretty solid. So that's impervious, super senses, shape change, breakaways, uh, you know, regen. There's, there's a bunch of stuff where you would roll a single D6, and I think that's a pretty solid one. And then here's another one that um, is pretty solid, but not, not the one that I was thinking of. So this is Six of Wands. When a character can use probability control on an attack roll, they may re-roll a single die instead of both die. That's something we've seen with like Eddie Guerrero and stuff like that, so that's okay. It's good. Uh, I think it's pretty solid. Now... A few of the major arcana cards. So they say about these, um, the hardest part of deck building. We have 14 options here that all could be suitable I, for presidential the team. candidate Jack Monroe. I will also yield my time to the speaker. <laughs> Simon, you have another five minutes. Uh, first thing that we can look at here to you to use is the fool. Uh, we don't have any equipment here, so it's a natural choice. The fool says characters can't use the effective equipment. That's good old cable. Essentially, the major arcana kind of just do something. It's not tied necessarily to an attack, damage, defense, speed. They just kind of do something. So we've got the fool that makes characters unable to use the effective equipment. So like they say, if your team is not using equipment, a great card to throw on. It you know If your opponent does have equipment, it just completely nerfs them. Um, here's one that I think is bad, and I think they should have re-looked at this. Uh, High Priestess. So this is Storm... Once per turn, each player may re-roll a single d6 in a friendly character's roll, including a single d6 in an attack roll. So, may re-roll a single d6 in a friendly character's roll. So this would also be super senses, shape change, impervious, breakaways, yada yada. But this would also be like Mary Jane's role to see how many paparazzi she gets. It would be um, like I, I used my X-Men team ability to heal somebody and I re-roll that role. This would also be uh, like Franklin Richards, do I take damage? Like how much damage do I take role? It would be a like a Q Prime rolling for his like D6 on his card kind of role. This would be any of those. This is once per turn, each player may reroll a single D6 and a friendly character stroll. So you only get it once, but the implication of that could be very large. Like, there's a reason why Prob no longer can reroll D6 rolls, like single D6 rolls, and it's only attacks and breakaways. And so I think that's a card that's definitely going to make it on a few teams. I think that's one of the few where you might actually build something around it, just on the off chance that it is really nasty. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it. I'll read their conclusion real quick. Uh, tarot cards are certain to be a fun addition to the current tournament scene. They really add a level of variety and unpredictability to the game that we haven't seen before. Keep an eye out for a store near you that will be hosting the X of Swords storyline OP and be sure to attend. Thanks for reading everyone. And then they've got some links to that. Uh, the release date is going to be, so the normal, main set booster is going to be June 2022 and then the 
uh, miniature game is going to be July 2022, and the op- organized play event series is going to start in July of 2022. That's at least what they say here. Uh, that's enough of the articles, but now we can do some hot takes. We can talk about like what kind of real implication we think these might have. Uh, hi there. Yeah, Mr. Speaker, I would like to uh, approach the stand, please. Uh, thank you. Yeah, so they suck. No, uh, they're fine. I don't like them, though. Personally, I think they should cost something. Because for the most part, I just don't want to play against them. Casually, competitive, whatever. You know, at the very least, when I got to play something competitively, I'm like, all right, I'll deal with it. I have to play. Maybe this team will have a whatever, this team have a whatever. But typically, they pay for it. Now you're saying, Calder, what about the sideline? Well, they take something to even be popped in from the sideline. They have a caveat. They have a a prerequisite, whatever, you know. They're not just free-free. This is something that happens, and it happens to me globally, and it's free-free. And for that part, I don't like it because I honestly don't care about the mechanic. Um, it's cool. I like adding more random mechanics to hero clicks. It is a dice game after all. I think mechanics like move, deal a penetrating damage are not good for a dice game. I would prefer something random. So that's cool. But at the same time, this isn't for me. I don't really want to play against it. Uh, it'll be fun to shout Zawoldo and, you know, stop Latinum and all that stuff. That's probably I'll probably play them. Once or twice. I'm not saying I'll never play them, but I'll probably try to build a JoJo team and then play them. But besides that, I'd rather just not play against them. And since they're free, it means I will be more than likely uh, playing against them yeah. uh, almost every single time I play Hero Clicks for the next two years, which I just don't look forward to. No, I will, uh, I will say this. Um, these do not take a sideline. Like, it doesn't take away from your sideline. So it's not like ID swap. It's not like any of that. Uh, it's not like trouble arts. These aren't scorable, so there's no way for your opponent to get rid of them or attack them directly or uh, anything. Um, so these will absolutely be 100% in the competitive moving forward. I don't see how any team doesn't... Like anyone who knows what they're doing in Heroclix will find at least five of these cards that are good to like put on their team whether they actually end up benefiting you or not like that's you know up to chance but at the very least it's not like it's not doing anything detrimental to your team it costs nothing to put on the sideline um your opponent cannot score it uh it's not taking away from like sideline or you know it it's got like nothing no downsides to playing them so the only potential like downside would be if you played something and your opponent benefited from it more than you somehow. Um, I do really like this one though. The magician characters that have mystics team ability. If a character can already use the mystics team ability, they deal one unavoidable damage instead. Ooh, it's almost like making mystics copyable and one unavoidable. This is that's nuts though, because that's, character that's just everyone the whole board gets mystics my turn and my opponent's turn that is also true that's pretty wild and then uh, if i can like yeah. if i already use mystics already have the team ability i'm dealing one unavoidable instead man so like the only reason i'd put this on my team is if i already had mystics and it was a turn where i'm going to clear like hopefully or if i was rocking 
an absolute ton of like invincible or reduces pen yeah. damage. Um, but no, I, I think these will, if you're a competitive player, if you fancy the competitive scene, if you enjoy that kind of thing, um, this is going to be a hundred percent necessary for you. Like there's just zero chance where you get around paying zero points to have an extra effect on your sideline. At the very least, you should be keeping like a very close eye on what some of these do to see which five the current team that you're running is going to be needing. Because yeah, if I'm if I'm running like Mystics with uh, Recruiter Strange and like some Wendigos and stuff, I'm absolutely going to run the Magician. Give all my characters Mystics team ability. Heck, if I like, you know what? One of the old tricks for retaliation was back in the day Calder with Kobik. You would swap somebody's team ability to give them mystics, attack that person to take the damage, and then retaliate that same turn. Well, this magician takes that whole process out of the way. You just give an opposing character mystics, you attack that character, all all of a sudden they've damaged a friendly character of yours, and now you get to retaliate. Like, (laughs) how is this good? I don't know. Um, But yeah. This yeah, is anyway, a we're uh, we're gonna be done talking about it now. Yeah, this is X cool. of Swords tarot cards. We are, I think, fifteen out of seventy-eight cards. So at some point, we will do a full overview of all the cards. Uh, it will be quite a ways away from now, and I am not excited for it. But I am. I do truly think that these are fun. I think that they'll be okay. In competitive, I think that they're necessary, which is not something that I enjoy. That's like why I didn't like ID cards is because they were necessary to play competitive. Um, but at the very least, ID cards, you could potentially score the ID card character and you got the card. These, you just, you get nothing. You get the effect and that's like... You'll get nothing and you'll like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, I'm not a fan. I'm not looking forward to it for the collector out there. I hope I hope for your sake, buddy, they're not as hard to come by as team-up cards, but you know what? Oh, I hope it's multiple per booster, because looking yeah. at like how many is in each monthly thing, man, even but if I'm you just get honest, like a bad I distribution. Then it'd probably be a round team-up card. Like, yeah. Charity. yeah. Just because I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's going to be like team-up card distribution. It's going to be like four per brick. Yeah which means you'd have to crack open like five bricks to get a chance at getting every single one from like just month one. So as an individual collecting all of them, you would have to open like a total of this set. Probably. I don't even want to think about it. Yep. Never mind. Anyways, we're at the hour mark. We're going to be done. Yeah. Hey, let's answer some listener questions. There are dozens of us. Hey everybody, we're going to do a awesome listener segment here where we had some Patreon members uh, join up with us recently and they're going to ask Simi and I a couple, a flurry of questions. That might be a good name for this segment, maybe. Didn't give it thought until now, but maybe that's a good name. Uh, so to start off, flurry of questions, Simi and I will actually ask our guests some questions. So first off, uh, we have two, two guests. Why don't you guys go ahead, introduce yourselves, and then tell us a little story about when you got started playing the game of Heroclix. My name is Josh. My name is Xavier. I'm his dad, and he's my son. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I don't. He he had he when he was a he was a lot younger. He's eleven now. He ended up having the Bane and the Batman 
that came with the I guess it was the app game. Uh I I believe. But oh, yeah. I saw uh, he, I had him on app. a shelf. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But yeah, no, he he pulled him out of his toy box and I like set him on the shelf that has like all of my like comic book memorabilia on it. And I just like stared at it for a long time before I was finally like because I, I tried many games with him, D&D, Star Wars Armada. Like, he just didn't get into any of those. But I decided to get on eBay and order a couple lots of Hero Clicks and basically got them and taught myself how to play through, like, a series of videos. After I'd get off work, we'd sit down at night and basically, like, try to teach ourselves how to play. And then we ended up, hooking up with a local venue here and playing and they helped us you know along the way there and now like i mean he plays a lot better than me so, but he, <laughs> he like he wins at least two out of the three of the games most of the time sometimes not but i i basically would <laughs> yeah i think that's one of the most important steps when getting into this is definitely finding a good venue. And it's one of the harder steps sometimes because it's not, not always as easy as just going to like some local comic shop. Um, but definitely helps having like a group of veteran players to help guide you and teach you some things that you weren't aware of. Because even just reading the rules, you might not understand all the interactions and stuff. No, totally not. Like, no, that's like, that was the hardest thing was like, actually like because i mean the way like you read the cards or, or like you know the traits anything like that or even the powers and abilities if you haven't like played in the past it's really hard to understand exactly how it plays out yeah out. hero clicks vernacular is not the same as english so uh words no. don't always mean the same <laughs> even though they're the same words so you guys you two started around Wonder Woman 80th. You started with the new rules. What are some of the, like, the first figures that you really uh, that really caught your eye, the ones that you keep going back to? What are your favorite things? I don't even know really what set it's from, but there's a specific Kyle Renner, and that was like my favorite piece for a while. I believe, I believe it's golden. It's, it's like one of the old format cards, but yeah, he, he's nasty with it. I, I, I'll have to like, yeah, I'll have to go you can actually like see which one he's talking about. I don't have it on hand, but mine would have to be I don't know. It's it's a it's a modern piece. Once a it's the Iron Allfather, but like I'm I'm absolutely in love with that one currently. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a big beast. He's the one that can yes. uh, copy powers from like the sideline and stuff, yeah. I I didn't play like I didn't realize that at first. I was really like losing out on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right on. We got some of your favorite figures when you guys started. Anything else you want to share with the class uh, unless we can jump into the flurry of questions? No, that's about it. I'm going to have him read the questions to you, though, because okay. he, he he formulated most of them. So Okay, awesome. Yeah, Xavier, uh, hit us with them. Okay, first question. What is your favorite set of all time, and what's your favorite piece from that set? All right, so Simi and I don't know any of these questions, so we yeah. take uh, a little bit to think of one that's just so you guys know. That's a good one. My uh, favorite set 
Oh, no, go ahead, Simeon. By all okay. Ladies first. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, my favorite right. set uh, is definitely Wolverine and the X-Men. It came out slightly before I started playing, and it has so many of the figures and characters that I really care about and really enjoy. Uh, some of them have never been made again. And one of those characters from that set is X-Man. Um, so he's a clone slash, not really a clone, he's an alternate universe version of Cable. And they've never made him again, uh, but he's just so cool. Like it, It's one of the figures that even now I'll still play it over and over again. Even though it doesn't quite hold up, it's still like a really fun figure, really fun powers and stuff. Okay. My favorite set is the original Captain America set from 2011. Um, and despite there being a ton of Captain Americas in that set, my favorite character is actually Mr. Immortal. It was the first rare I ever pulled. And he's just a really funny, like, goofy figure. And I probably put him on just tons of teams when I was starting out. Yeah. I believe I have the X-Men, actually. I ended up getting a couple shoe boxes full of hero clicks and trade for, for some D. I believe I actually have that one. I'll have to I'll have to look into him. Oh yeah. He did I mean there's he has a single run of comics back in like the early 2000s. Um but yeah, he's he's very interesting. Uh most of the wording on his powers like uh he's got TK but all instances of 8 squares <laughs> is replaced by 12. Like well neither of those things are a thing anymore. So like most of his powers, you'd have to kind of workshop with like your local judge or something to get to work, but he's still right. really fun. Yeah, we have some golden age games, so like that works too. All right, right. second question: non comic book theme set from pop culture. What would it be? Any type of like you know how they made Ninja Turtles or anything like that. What would you pick to be that set? Okay, something that's like not not already a set, like a dream set that's not comic book related. Right. Okay, I'll go first this time. I mean, see my first last time. I'm going to say the uh, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness movies. Uh, I'm a huge fan of all of those movies, so I I would absolutely love uh, love a set where it's got like Ash Williams and the gang when he's got like the chainsaw hand, like the double barrel shotgun, and like tons of like skeleton generics, demon generics, like knight generics, uh, just cool stuff like that. Annie Noby, the people from the TV show. Gosh, Pablo Kelly, um, all of that. I would, I would absolutely love a Evil Dead, Army Darkness set. Yeah, that I, is so awesome. I never even thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hero Clicks can work with like so many things. It, like it's, it would be truly adaptable if like we we could get all the properties. If I can't say WWE Wave Two, then uh, my other choice would be there's a a small game. It's there's been three. Three of them have been released, but uh, I already hate this. I already know what got, it is, and I hate it. It's got monsters it. and like these monster hunters, and it's just mm. really, really interesting mm. world building and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's got a cool card game inside of like the third. Oh, game. there it is. Um, I'm but it's called The Witcher, and uh, no, it it just makes a lot of sense for Hero Clicks. It's got like a lot of powers and stuff that would be easily transferable to Hero Clicks. So that would be my answer, yeah. Switcher talk. I, that I would can... be extremely awesome. <laughs> okay, third question. If you could play anyone in history or the present in a game of Heroclix, who would it be? That's a good one. It's a really <laughs> good one. Oh, man. 
Man, I think I guess I'd I'd go with like the CEO of HeroClix or WizKids. I guess he's not the CEO of HeroClix. He's the CEO oh. of WizKids. Justin. Yeah, Justin Zaran. Um, yeah, yeah. Like just to see if he like can he does he play HeroClix? Like we don't we don't know. There's no idea. Like I doubt it. I think he's got bigger <laughs> things going on. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. And any other like answer I could come up with, they'd probably be somebody that could beat me. So. I have to pick someone mm. that I might be able to beat. I would like uh, to play against Scott. I know there's a lot of HeroClix Scots. Not Scott Porter, ironically. Uh, Scott Destanio, the one who wears the cool little hat, and he does all the reviews at Worlds and Nationals and whatever. He's the guy that gets up and he talks See, about Scott all the new sets. Scott probably and, could yeah. beat me. That's why I didn't choose someone like that. Cause... Well, I mean, I don't care if he beats me. I just think it'd be fun to play a game with him. Right. Yeah. Scott Porter, Those are good on the choices. Other hand, I don't know. I could, I'd throw down with Scott Porter, and I'd say I got a 50-50 shot of beating Scott Porter. <laughs> I feel confident. <laughs> okay. I think we already touched on this a little bit, but what was your first set of clicks, and what brought you to the game? Mm. All right. So my first, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men is my favorite, but I actually started after that set was out, so I didn't actually get to buy any like that sealed. So my actual first set that I actually bought into because i did buy some of the flash set but that was mostly gravity feed so we won't count that um so it was the justice league trinity war and avengers assemble i actually first brick i bought was for avengers assemble that was like the first chase i ever pulled uh all that kind of stuff and what originally brought me to the game was i am terrible at painting and i really wanted to display a bunch of cool heroes and stuff from comics i really wanted to like kind of do like dioramas on like shelves and stuff just have like cool little battles but action figures are like 14 dollars a pop so i didn't want to have a ton of room taken up with all these expensive action figures and i saw these hero clicks and they're all fairly inexpensive for the most part and i was like yeah i could just buy a bunch of these and so i started doing that and then i started playing the game more and more and then eventually I no longer collected them for display purposes and I just collect them for like the game purposes now. I wish we could go back to an action figures only cost $14 a piece. <laughs> That's yeah. I, saying that, like I remember, so at the same time I bought into hero clicks cause at the same location, I pre-ordered my Avengers assemble brick. I pre-ordered the Marvel select carnage and mm. it took like an extra three months after it was released to get to me finally. And immediately when I got it, it went from $25, which was like MSRP, to like mm-hmm. $75 online. Uh, it, so I tore it open. A, I tore it out of the package. It was a hot item. Oh, just dang, to get, just, cool. <laughs> just to take away like the the potential the of me selling it. I was like, no, I'm going to sell it if I keep it in the box. So I better tear it out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was... I'm getting on a little side tangent here, but I really liked Marvel Selects. That Carnage, man, that is an iconic Marvel Select figure, though. Like, it's just such a good figure, and there was so much buzz in the community when it came out. And, uh, to answer your question, though, the very first thing I ever bought of Heroclix was a Secret Invasion repack. It made these weird little battle packs, um, and it was Punisher, Iron Man, and Iron Fist. And they were just the exact figures from that you would buy that would be randomly in a secret invasion booster. But it was like a little three little figure uh, battle pack thing. I dug it because it was like Punisher standing on like a piece of terrain, like this brick wall. Um, 
and then you have like a Gatling gun, really cool. The Iron Man also looked really cool. The Iron Fist was actually a pretty bad sculpt now that I think about it, but Secret Invasion had really, I think, good sculpts across the board. Um, when I bought that, that one was already a crazy old set at that time. Like I said, I started around 2011, 2012-ish. Um, but the set that like got me like hooked, hooked on Heroclix in the first set I ever bought a brick of uh, was the Deadpool set. The 2014 Deadpool set. So it took me a while, I guess, to get fully like in, like hooked on this game. Um, but that first Deadpool set, I was a huge Marvel Zombies fan, and that was also the first set Scott Porter ever did an unboxing series for. So seeing him pull the Venom Zombie, I was like, oh, I have, I have to buy a brick of this set. Um, it also had a lot of goofy, like fun stuff. It had some fun uh, generics. It had Deadpool. You know, I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan. But I'm like, yeah, Deadpool's a cool character. I don't have any Deadpools in my collection. I remember all the Deadpools to get were kind of, like, expensive, a.k.a. like the one really good Deadpool from Spider-Man was expensive. So I was like, okay, get some Deadpools. Uh, it's got Daredevil in there. It's got Paladin the, in there. It's got one of the um, top Shang-Chi's of all time, I think. Top Shang-Chi's of all time are in that set. And then, like, I just wanted those zombie chases. So Deadpool was, like, the set for me where I was like, oh, yeah, I am in this game. Oh, yeah. No, that's a lot of information. I, I can't wait to go look this up okay yeah like i love i love to learn about it too like it's just like like since we just started there's so much there's like so much to it that like it's it's like ever expansive and everything that came before it like helps build what there is now and like oh, yeah. that that's why we like to listen to you guys because like you're always comparing like what yeah. was and what's now <laughs> and like well when you're talking about five like five to you know who knows like six seven eight sets a year and yeah calder's mentioning like a set that's eight years old at this point there's a lot of difference yeah it is like that time Ah. um but no like some of those what i really like about hero clicks and silver has changed this a little bit um but these golden age figures they have really fun sculpts really fun power sets they're still playable and luckily like the golden age stuff especially is really cheap so you can go back and get like the deadpool stuff uh the the zombies are still kind of expensive but like superior spider-man from that set is like such an iconic sculpt and storyline the like that's when they i don't know if that's when they first started doing switch clicks was in deadpool but they definitely it was not started amping up like switch clicks you know know when they started bro Started Wolverine and the X Men. Come on, bro. You know that. Is that Switch Clicks? I mean, that was team that was. bases. They had team bases. Oh, I guess. Okay. You mean I'm talking like, like so. Uh, I'm talking like Typhoid Mary, Mary, where they actually had Typhoid two Mary. different bases. Typhoid they... Mary, Bloody Mary. Yeah. I don't know if she was the first person with that or not. That is some deep Hero Clicks lore uh, <laughs> that I don't know. I don't remember. If if it is someone before her, because she's the first one who I ever pulled that had like two dials that you would literally switch between two dials. And I think nowadays they would never make a figure like no, that. No, they um, would just yeah have a different line, and you'd exactly. swap back and forth in the same dial. But but um, maybe that was the first set they ever did that. If it, if it wasn't, it's like the first and last set they ever did that. I've got a couple Ultron like that actually, like the one where he's got like the oh, red sat drone sitting on a chair. That's yeah, right. That's the drone the drone yeah. dial and the uh, the like normal dial. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 300 and some points uh, on like the, I think it's the B dial, maybe. Yeah, it'd be uh, like 300 or 30 or something like that. 
Yeah. Right. Okay, so I've, I've heard you guys talk a little bit about this too, but I don't know if you've ever been directly asked. If you could choose to change one role and one power and ability, what would they be? I figured you'd like this one. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> that's like that's a good deep question. That's, I mean, deep as Hero Host goes. Power, right now it would be for strength. Slash, this could work for like game rule. Because right now heavy objects don't do two damage like they used to. Um, so super strength isn't super useful, except for the knockback it also gives you. So I think either a plus one to damage when making close super strength or a free destroy a wall or a destroy an adjacent wall or piece of blocking terrain. I think it'd be really cool for super strength. Um, something, so maybe even like uh, power. passenger one or something like that. Like Yes, yeah, you can carry somebody Anything, easily. honestly, at this point would be better than what it currently yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, you want to choose a power, and then I'll think of like a, a game element really quickly. Oh, um, so a power I really want to see brought back in some capacity is co it's earthbound neutralize. So it's something you never want to see on your own dial because it makes your figure worse. Uh, it used to take away improved movement, which meant like improved movement through hindering elevated outdoor blocking, like stuff like that. It would essentially, you know, if you were a flyer. You would be earthbound. You'd be stuck. You couldn't fly anymore. Uh, that used to be a really big deal because you had to stop in hindering. And with the change to hindering, I'd like to see it where it like reduces your speed by maybe half or reduces your speed by like, you know, two or three or something like that. And then it also gets rid of your improved targeting, which is what it currently does as well. But it's a power where when you give it to an opposing character, because it's not good to have on your team, you don't want it on your figures ever. Uh, but when you can give it to someone else, and like it's fairly rare that you can do that, but it's really cool. I think it was Living Tribunal from uh, Avengers Infinity. He's the big two by two, uh, one of like the gods of the Marvel Universe. He has a uh, judgment thing that he does, and he can give all opposing characters Earthbound neutralized for the rest of the game. It also used to take away willpower, I believe. Or it would take away like Indomitable, yeah. which gave you willpower. So yeah, it did like a lot of stuff. And now it's much less, it's way like toned down. It doesn't nearly nerf people as much as it used to. And I'd really like to see it be something that you, is like crippling to have on your dial again. Nice. So a game, a game effect that has for the most part not been fixed, but has been changed. All the things that majorly affected it was after resolutions i got beef with after resolutions they still never fixed after resolutions but they fixed everything around it so things that used to be abused like tkang an object with no targets to attack somebody and this might sound foreign to you it used to be able to tk objects and attack someone with them um you can't do that anymore but if you did that with no target um like as if you would have some like would have targeted someone with shape change they would have made shape change then they can't be a target anymore and if there was no other legal target then all the same after resolution stuff still would have happened even without an attack being made so basically people abused this to destroy objects to right. like go all the way over to you know five scores outside your starting area three tk with someone typically gene gray call in or something um and destroy your equipment and just be like oh you don't have equipment anymore uh, i thought that was lame they still haven't fixed after resolutions, but they've changed TK, you know, to like you can't TK objects. Same thing with like the Giants. They haven't fixed after resolutions, but now they've changed it to if they do, which sort of if specifically fixes it for them. But 
it's yeah. it's still and not fixed. Hopefully, it going doesn't... forward, they won't make that mistake. But there's always a well, the chance that they'll have somebody where it says like, you know, like there's there's a new uh, retaliation. That's vision. what I'm gonna say. Yeah. So going forward, they're probably not going to design anything without that in mind like i think they've learned their mistake so really this is like a non-issue it doesn't actually need to be fixed like they've already figured out how to avoid it but because i was hyper focused on it i do wish they would have just fixed it in the first place even though it's probably more to rewrite to fix it um but as long as they keep that in mind hopefully they don't forget it is fine that was one thing that if like a year or two ago i could i would have loved that to be fixed yeah definitely there's two things that are kind of the same that I'd like to see like the rules address like one is there's and this is mostly for golden age because moving forward they can always kind of work around this for like activation clicks so activation clicks are like figures like the Hulk where he starts off as like Bruce Banner and then you used to push him to like click two and so the only one that we have in modern right now is a uh, Immortal Hulk that works like this. Sometimes it just already starts off as the Hulk and there is like no Bruce side to it. Uh, but there's a lot of figures where you need to be able to like get them to click to or you need to be able to like damage them somehow. And I really wish that there was some sort of innate ability to like when you take a second action token, you could damage your character one damage or something along those lines. Uh, I'm glad pushing damage is gone. I just wish they would find a way to, like for the sake of Golden Age games, I wish they would find a way to fix that kind of stuff. And then my other one is knockback damage. So like knockback damage used to be really interesting. It didn't come up a whole lot, but it occasionally would uh, change like the dynamic of a match when you shove somebody off of like a ledge of elevated they would take two more damage or something like that. Uh, it also was like a way you could really like boost up your damage output with certain figures is by like knocking people around. Um, that's something that's completely gone now. And I'd like to see at least like some version of it come back. I'm not exactly sure what capacity, but with knockback being changed to what it is, I think it'd be cool to have that damage return in some way. Okay. Well, if you ever get that opportunity, to play the president of hero clicks maybe you can play for like a pink slip or <laughs> yeah we'll we'll play for rule slips so you, like... you, start, you start a petition and i'll push it ah nice <laughs> okay i'm gonna let him read the rest of these these are the last i believe one two three four five but they're 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 pretty quick okay if you could create a new power and ability what would it be Ooh. These are tough off-the-cuff questions, man. These are some good <laughs> questions. <laughs> man. So, yeah, like, coming in, being, like, playing the game for so long, being so used to, the like, the normal powers, my initial reaction is to, like, say something that's very similar to those. But instead, I'm going to try and think of something that I see in, like, other kind of media that, like, I haven't seen translated to Heroclix. So I'd like to see some sort of like like tether power kind of thing. So by tether, I mean like imagine like you lasso somebody kind of situation. Um, so not plasticity, but there was a character. What was the Starhawk? Not Starhawk. The... Um, that one dude that could like do the like, Earth come over here thing. There's the the cowboy dude in Earth X. I can't remember Montana. His name. Montana. You just <laughs> yeah. said Montana a few oh. minutes ago. Uh, so like it would be an ability where. 
Uh, you don't like keep them from breaking away or anything, but every time they move, like you, like you are placed near them or adjacent to them. So like they can't ever get away from you while you have that power. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily make it like harder for them, but it would always give them like the, you know, in the back of like the, their head, they're like, they have to get rid of you. Otherwise you have like a chance of attacking them next turn kind of thing. Uh, so I, I think that'd be really fun. I would like a a poison mechanic, but instead of one little click, right, it is just basically an action token. I I think that would be really cool. Like it's, I know it's very simple, it's very simplistic. Um, yeah, basically poison instead of one damage, it hands out like an action token. I think that I think that would be cool. That's I know that's really lame and really boring, <laughs> but like right away, like that's like just like the first thing I could think of that I have thought about utilizing i feel like, like there's a character that's done something similar where it's like God, it uh, when you're is. adjacent they can just give you an action token oh, but yeah, i mean like something where space? it's firstborn some yeah but like yeah. yeah something where you know um again like if you don't break away then you just you're just free give them an action i just token. want i do think i that want action tokens to mean too. well that's another thing like in cap I want action tokens like mean something like way more than what they do now because I think cap's not that great of a power. It just doesn't seem like crazy useful a lot of the time. And it kind of depends uh, like what that Loki does, the, the new Loki in Disney plus not allowing adjacent people to clear except for one action token. That's like so cool. I, oh, yeah, I yeah. know this would technically slow down the game and maybe that's probably an avenue WizKids is getting away from slowing down the game. But I, I feel like action tokens are such a big part of it. And yet they don't feel like a big part with how much leadership there is, what well, power there is. I yeah, just want there to be more so many ways, ways to, to give. Yeah, so many ways to remove action tokens. Exactly. I want there to be more ways to give them out. Well, yeah. I mean, when, when you get poisoned, you don't like you get kind of sluggish where you drop. So like that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't know what I would call this one. I mean, even just adding like that option to poison, that would Ooh, make that poison way be better because True. it's like maybe I can't deal them damage. So it's, it's like, you know, poison uh deal adjacent characters one damage or give adjacent characters one action token that'd make poison like a really solid power i agree yeah the like the the red skull from the masters of evil like that that is a uh, it's like whether or not you move him or not you still deal the poison damage so like maybe something to that effect too kind of mm. yeah, that'd be nice okay next question if you could remake one piece in hero clip what would it be, and what would you change? Ooh, remake One Piece in Hero Clicks. All of Hero Clicks. Oh man. Um. Okay. I actually I do have one for this. Um. I have a lot that I could say for this. There's so many pieces I'd I'd love to tweak just a little bit. Uh. But I'm gonna go with. Uh. It's from the the Mighty Thor set. And this could just be like a legacy card thing or whatever. But I, so the super rare Thor Odinson, he's one of the first title characters we got. He might actually be the first title character. I can't remember exactly. Deadpool? Yeah. Uh, but, oh, Deadpool. Yeah, it did come out first. Yeah. So Thor Odinson, uh, he's got the continuity things. He's got a plus one where it's uh, free when he targets and hits a single opposing character with a range attack after resolutions. Uh, once per turn, he gets to make a range attack targeting a different opposing character. So he had like ranged flurry, which was really cool. Then he had a minus one that let him free place 
an adjacent another friendly character with the Asgardian keyword, and then if you did, you heal both Thor, Odinson, and that character one click, which was a really cool thing because he could hypersonic like 11 squares and then yank somebody next to him. Uh, and then he had a minus eight that I only ever pulled off once. And the minus eight was free for the rest of the game as long as Thor Odinson is on the map. When an opposing character would get an action token, it gets two action tokens instead. So this was a much bigger deal in 2017 uh, when taking two action tokens for some characters just dealt them one unavoidable damage. Like they took pushing damage instantly. Uh, but the thing I would change about this guy, I would make him like 100 points because he's currently 175 and I think at 175, he just never was playable. Like he, uh, outside of sealed, he was just like way too many points for what he did. But I'd make him a hundred points, maybe you know start on click three or four or something like that, and then maybe at like the 175 point line, give him like the uh, cosmic energy team ability or something. Uh, but I really liked that character. I thought he had a ton of flavor, and he just was slightly overcosted. I agree. I have that Thor. I agree. Yeah, no, I think I think that's such a good Thor, though. Man, he is overcosted. I remember when he came out being like, that is such a cool title character. It, it feels like Thor, too. And yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, mine, Captain America 001 from the Winter Soldier movie set. If you've seen Winter Soldier, this is like stealth suit Captain America. So this is a, to me, this is like the uh, opening scene, uh, boat scene, Captain America. And he's just missing a lot um he kind of suffers from being a movie character in this way and he's missing a lot that makes him like actually accurate to like what that movie was like in that boat scene he is he's stealthy sure so top style stealth fine but he is like on the move like running around throwing the shield kicking guys punching guys whatever so it's great ignores characters is cool he need needed to have i think sidestep running shot stealth as like a special speed power He's already starting off really good with the 11 attack special attack power that lets him, when he makes a ranged combat attack and hits after actions resolve, he can make a second ranged combat attack with a lock damage value of two, sadly, uh, as a free action. When he does, he can draw lines of fire and count range from the hit character square. I would like this to be some type of uh, Jason Wingard or Vulture effect where he can just continuously like bounce his shield off of people. Like If there's an angle to keep making targets, I wish you could hit someone, shield bounce, hit another guy, hit another guy, hit another guy, um, and then, you know, comes back to Captain America. I think that would be amazing just because of the, like, probably one of my favorite scenes. I mean, Winter Soldier's obviously full of tons of great scenes, but that opening boat scene where he is, like, a one-man army taking out, like, all those soldiers on, like, all those, like, the pirates, I guess, on that boat is just absolutely amazing. And I wish this Cap, you know, he's, and he's 125 points. Like, he's way too many points he's got opening toughness he picks up weird like super strength and one click of charge mid dial um which i guess is now good that he has close combat expert on that click so that, that's nice um but I, I just wish he had you know like a better power synergy going on didn't have to like be in stealth wait a turn then throw a shield hit two people and then just be like double tokened you know like i wish this felt like a, a running gunning moving fast you know taking out enemies type captain america and you know I think we cut him down like 90 points or something if we make a lot of those changes. Um, but yeah. So neither so of the Batrox like... from that set have Batrox Brigade, but there's you know, a bystander so named Batrox Brigade. Isn't that ironic? It is. Yeah. 
It also so you would basically like like uh, the 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 old blade that like not the newer one. I can't remember what set he's from, but he could hit, and if he succeeded, he could continue to hit. Oh, uh, yeah. Captain America. So instead of uh, blade, yeah, from yeah. Captain America. Instead of like making charges, though, I would want it to basically be like keep drawing line of fire from a character to another character, and, like oh, making okay. a ranged combat attack. Like instead of Captain America, like keeping like running shot all the way around the map. I prefer just like the shield keep bouncing so he hits somebody then you start drawing line of fire from that character if you can see another legal target then it'll hit the next one you know because like if someone's grouped up together instead of like energy explosion you get, like get a ping pong or not ping pong pinball like the shield around their entire team it's just hilarious to me uh, and i've always wanted a captain america like that yeah that would be awesome yeah because his shield his shield bounces naturally so that yeah. that makes sense okay next question if you could pick a Marvel-based show for Disney Plus to create, what would it be? Like from from comic books. Ooh. Yeah, this is not a hero clicks-based question, so. Okay, uh, you went first last time. I'll go first this time. Simeon, uh, Great Lakes Avengers. Just period, flat out. Oh, uh, the original really Great Lakes good. Avengers run. Uh, that's who Mister Immortal. That's the team he's in. They are all from Wisconsin. They are obviously. In charge of the Great Lakes. They are not real Avengers. They call themselves Great Lakes Avengers. You got Mr. Mortal, uh, the guy who can't die. Every time he dies, he like comes back to life in like 30 minutes or whatever. We have Doorman, uh, the guy who, if he's up against a wall, people can like walk through his body and get to the other side of the wall, but he himself can't do that. He's just like a living door. A flat man. He's flat. He's got Mr. Fantastic powers, but a little worse. He can stretch a little bit. It's pretty cool. Uh, Big Bertha. She's like, kind of like a female blob. Um, dinosaur. She's a dinosaur lady who can fly. <laughs> uh, you get it? Dinosaur. Uh, and then who else? Oh, Squirrel Girl. You can't forget Squirrel Girl. And then Squirrel Girl's in it. Uh, and then Hawkeye and Mockingbird have teamed up with them because the Great Lakes Avengers once went over to the West Coast, hang out with the West Coast Avengers. But I think a uh, Great Lakes Avengers show would be amazing. I think it would be hilarious and it really fit the theme of Disney Plus as like lower level. Uh, for for the most part, uh, obviously not like a Loki or a WandaVision type, but like a lower level uh, heroes, I think it'd be really like good for TV. Yeah, it'd be like a if you've seen that Doom Patrol, cool. it'd be like a good yeah. Marvel version <laughs> of that. Yeah, basically. I think I would go with. So this is a hero click set, but um, the comic book it's based off is really fun. And it's uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. So it follows uh, some of Spider-Man's, like, uh, not I wouldn't say, like, his top villains. Because they're kind of like the C-listers that he has to fight against. But, like, Beetle and stuff like that. Um, and I think it'd just be really fun to follow, like, uh, they're not like the Suicide Squad. Because they're uh, mostly just losers. Like, they, they don't ever, like, really win. But it'd be a really fun show if you could... Uh, recreate that comic with like a lot of character and stuff like that like all the all the villains really it really like fleshes them out it shows like what drives them why they do what they do and you know like most of the time you know they're just trying to like do right by their family but they don't have any other avenue to do it or whatever and then they get into like some really bad hijinks along the way because they just keep messing up the whole time so yeah, that would be cool. That yeah. that's that's up Xavier's alley, man. He he loves Spider Man. Okay, next question: If you guys could set up and play a game of Heroclix anywhere on Earth or beyond, where would it be and why? 
on Earth or beyond. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Well, if you were going to say on Earth, I would say, like, if we could just magically be there and we didn't have to spend a ton of money and risk potential, like, life and limb, I think it'd be cool to film, like, the next Extreme Rules or something on top of, like, Mount Everest. (laughs) Oh, man. The summit of Mount Everest. When you said Mount, I got really excited. Uh, My answer was Mount Rushmore. I think it'd be funny. Oh, on top of the heads. Okay. On top of the heads, man. Yeah, there you go. You can't climb it. It's illegal to climb Mount Rushmore. You can climb Mount Everest. I mean, we, I don't know if we could climb Mount Everest, but we could magically get there, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like, if I could magically be on top of Mount Rushmore, throw some dice, I don't know, that'd be funny. Um, Out there, goal... You know, if our Patreon ever hits $1 billion, we will play Heroclix on Mars. Well, on Mars? Wow. Yeah. I was, he's, we're skipping the moon. We are going straight oh, to yeah. Mars. No, we're, we're tagging along with Elon, and we're going to, you know, we might have to grow potatoes and stuff, and there's going to be a lot of lag when we do our live streams. Shipping's yeah. going to be really expensive for, for WizKids to send us any product. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be the first people to play Hero Clicks on Mars. I'm 100 there. I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> From now on, when I share your post, I'm gonna post the goal is Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someday you never know. No, right? All right. I think this is the last question, and this this is Xavier's. This is all Xavier. He he wants to know this. Yeah, yeah. this is my favorite. What's your favorite Spider-Man family hero clicks piece? Ooh, Spider-Man family hero clicks piece. Oh man, they've been making a lot lately. Um, a lot. I think I have to go with. Okay, so it's it's a WizKids uh, convention exclusive. So it's from 2005. It's kind of old now, um, but it's the original Spider Ham that they did, and it's the pose where he's he's like leaping over a fire hydrant. But that's that's probably one of like my favorites. Did you just play with that piece? Yeah, I have that piece. Yeah, yeah he just he just played that piece actually. Oh nice. yeah, yeah. He's he's a ton of fun. He's got uh, shape change and um, super senses on like a four through six, so he's really hard to hit. What if I was just like, yeah, big? I'm a big Ben Urich guy. He definitely <laughs> pick up a Ben Urich. No, that's not that's not my uh, that's not my answer. It's Spider-Man 1776. I mean, I'm patriotic through and through. We, we got Miguel O'Hara as George Washington here, and I, I think it's awesome. Like any, they, I mean, they straight up got a power called We Shall Not Allow the British to Rule Us. 100% down for that. So Spidey 1776, he was my man. He was my boy. It changed him. Ain't no thing but a chicken wang. It's all right. But yeah, he's my guy. All right, <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, hey, thank you so much for answering, or answering, we answered them. Thank you so much for asking all those questions. Really appreciate it. We had a fun time answering them. We, I really enjoyed it. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming on to the show. You guys want to shout out anything uh, before we let you go? Like this is free reign. Uh, we want to shout out like a local venue, player in the community, whatever. Like, go for it, guys. Okay, well, we'll, we'll shout out Four Horsemen comics and games that's our venue uh nick he taught us basically everything we know and shout out to lazy who is basically a really old school player has been playing since the beginning and he has taught us the other half of what we know so if we if i was going to shout out two people it would be nick and lazy and four horsemen because that's 
I don't know. They have really good games. They come up with really good concepts. And they are honestly the only place that has everything that we could ever want and hold some of the best games and tournaments. And my son has learned and evolved there. And now he is an amazing player and he teaches me. And I think it's very awesome that at 11 years old, he can beat me and some veteran players. So it would definitely have to be that. Heck yeah. All right, guys. But thank, thank you, you guys very much. Hey, absolutely, man. Uh, we love that you are enjoying the show. We love that you can come on. Uh, and we super appreciate the questions. It was awesome. We had a good time. Yeah. Hopefully you. we see we you at too. the at the top table in Worlds someday. Hopefully so. All my friends are out there in HeroClix land. Take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Wow, that was a really cool segment. I had a great time. I'm really glad they came on the show. That was fantastic. If you guys want to do stuff like that, have that wonderful opportunity, you can join our Patreon. But seriously, those guys were fantastic. I, I love that they are finding a love of Heroclix, listening to our podcast, and that they get to grow together and have fun playing this game. It's just a truly beautiful thing. But we do have some more listener questions to answer. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Simeon, let's, uh, <laughs> let's just finish the show off with some Malcolm Rush questions. Hey, Malcolm Rush asked us to choose one figure from every main booster set. One figure we couldn't live without from that main booster set. Or like if we had to choose one, like if that set was children and it was an orphanage, you could only save one of them in a burning fire. Oh wow, gosh. it's really dark. That's super dark. But anyways, you get what I mean. If we could only choose one figure Why from did we set, go there? I don't know. I don't know why I went there. That's where I went. All right. First yeah. up, like we did last few weeks, we're just going to wrap Your house was on these. fire and you had to pull one figure out of every set. Yeah. Every essentially. Set. That's probably yeah, yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. We get rid dark. of the orphanage and it still makes sense. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Battling through these. Uh, it's modern age now. So starting with Rebirth, I'll begin. From Rebirth, I chose 051 Lex Luthor. Yeah. I chose. 014 Prezra card. I've just I've used that figure way too much to not pick him. Everybody's favorite president. Um Avengers Black Panther and the Illuminati. I chose 41D Falcon. Ooh, the yeah, autonomous one. Um yeah. I chose the Super Air 064 collector for the simple fact that man, is it fun stealing people's equipment and casual like, are you are you ever tired of people like equipping a, you know, a power gem, a time gem, yada yada? Just play the you collector tired for of, fifty-five Simeon? points. I'm tired of these little things I didn't ask for. Let's just get rattled through. It's super late, my guy. You know it's late. <laughs> Please, I'm dying. I'm five hours of sleep right now, Simeon. Uh, from XDPS, I chose Friends of Humanity. I will do a little thing though. I just, at the end of the day, <laughs> looking at this set, I was like, what? I do, I just, dude, for five points. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing I want from XDPS. Judge me as you want, but it's the Friends of Humanity. I will say, outside of the like Colossals, that's probably one of the best single base ones. Um, I went with uh, the Uncommon 006 G006 Onslaught. Yeah, um, makes sense. Great for boss battles. You know, he's got a low point dial that's easy to team build with. He's just all around good. 
from Captain America and the Avengers. I chose Josiah X. You guys might have been expecting Captain America, but I, I probably have played Josiah X the most out of Captain America and the Avengers. Ooh, you know what I've played the most out of Captain America and the Avengers? What's that? Uh, zero, 034 Skine. <laughs> Shape change. Adjacent standard friendly characters can use shape change. Everybody gets shape change. Everybody gets shape change. Uh, from Justice League Unlimited, I chose Zero Execute Order 66. Lex Luthor. Cake Luthor, my guy. You can't Ooh, beat him. That's a good one. I went with the common prime Batman. This is the feeling blue Batman. Um, for 40 points, he's not expensive. Like You should pick one up, and he's... When he's not played to a T, like when he's not played to really hurt people, he's fun. From the Fantastic Four set, I chose my boy with the rollouts, Super Scroll. Oh, yeah. Good one. Uh, I went with the other common prime, 013B Black Leopard. He Ooh. can uh, force your opponent to use the, his printed values instead of their own. Mr. Leopard. From Spider-Man Venom Absolute Carnage for the second appearance on this show, I chose 067 Spider-Man 1776. Nice. I went with the rare 038 Marvella. I think it's just too much utility to yeah. ignore to grab. Yeah. From House of X, I chose, in my opinion, one of the best pieces from that set. And I think, obviously, because I'm choosing it, 016 Dr. Alia Gregor. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, man. I went with uh, my third common prime almost in a row. Um, I went with uh, 003B Bishop, who makes Mr. Shard. Bishop himself. I've never actually played him, but I also haven't played most of the stuff in that set. So, Yeah, that's fair. Um, from fa 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 I chose 046, The Red Ghost. Ooh, you chose the fun one. I went with 044, Molecule Man. Ah. But only at yeah, the 30 point a little, a little slight difference in fun, just a touch <laughs> in those. From Wonder Woman 80th Anniversary, I chose 054, Lex Luthor. And for those of you paying attention at home, yes. Red all Sun. three DC sets in modern, I've chose Lex Luthor. Uh, that's just the way it be sometimes. Hey, that one's got hair. Um, he does have hair. You're right. I went with 055, Felix Faust. I also haven't played this guy, but I've played against him enough times. And like, man, is he good. He's, he's a little gross. A little gross. This was the hardest one for me to pick. X-Men Rise and Fall. I, You guys know I don't like this set. I really don't like this set. It was near impossible for me to think of something. But then I realized playing Sealed, I did really like Aiken. Aiken. Oh, yeah. Ken, however rare. you say it. Wolverine's kid. I like the full speed charge with the stealth and the sidestep. And I like the whole no stop click for you. Pretty fun. Uh, I'm going to go with like the most... <sighs> What's the what's how do you say it? Um, Asbestos. They said like intra set and uh, not oh extra gosh. set. I can't outra remember what the set? other one was. Is it intra and outra? Was that what it was? Something like that. But um, anyhow, the one that like works the best with other stuff. Uh, that's zero four five tempo, plus three to speed, takes away super senses as prob. Just a solid little thirty five point piece. Yeah, dude, absolutely. That is a good pick. Uh, 
from Avengers Fantastic Four Empire from Empire when I choose. Man, this was another tough one, but I gotta go with my boy, Deep Dish Dial, Captain America. Nice. I went with the antithesis to uh, good old uh, Molecule Man, number 060, Mr. Fantastic, who has a power that just removes all non-debris terrain within uh, three squares. Little Slender Man, Mr. F, going going on there. Um, and then for War of the Realms, I chose 043B, Wrecker, Wrecker Prime. Yep, that's what I picked too. Yeah, I figured we would both. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pick something. Like, he's just so good. Yeah, 75 points, dude. awesome bystanders, um, just a really fun piece. And then he's also got mission points. So, I mean, what is there to not like? Absolutely, my dude. Uh, we're going to count Disney+. Plus. There's only like three figures we're missing, and I don't think Simi and I would have chosen those figures even if we knew what they did. Sorry, White Vision stands and Scarlet yeah. Witch stands and uh, Doctor Strange stands, but like those versions were not particularly ones we were that pumped for. Uh, to me, this it's really tough because I haven't played with either of them yet, so it's a tough call. It is between John Walker, Captain America, and the U.S. agent. I think if I had to choose... Like for the rest of my life, I can only play with one of them. It, it's right now. It's looking like John Walker, Captain America. But man, do I like that U.S. agent? Really? So, okay. Yeah, it's dude. It's a really tough call. I like the I more say, proactive. Yeah. When I kill something, I get like the bonus versus That's waiting true. for something to die. The friendly dying. Yeah. Um. Also, without also, with super strength, yeah. not doing a whole lot right now. Right. I do see, it's, yeah, Quake being. And also, a if better. I had like, if I get the object, like in this world where I only get one object, I would rather have Captain America's shield than. Yeah, that's US Agent Shield. That makes sense. You know, but uh, um, go for it, man. There's, yeah, there's so much good stuff. I, I would really like to say like Sakarian Iron Man. I have no idea what he does in the show because they haven't released that episode. But man, is the dial fun? Collector is like such a like meta not in like most effective tactical advantage kind of way but like like hero clicks meta kind of like collector dial and so it's like it reminds me of like playing with like stan lee or something so i really yeah, love that dial really but cool. i have yeah. to go with i have to go with miss minutes and i'm yeah, not dude. even saying that because i i did the little write-up i just yeah, truly dude, think gonna... she's a super solid 35 point piece i love characters that can uh place for free I mean, it was good on Valeria, it's good on Faust, it's good on anyone. Um, hers is a little bit harder because it has to be in a, adjacent to blocking. But, man, that combined with, like, prop and stuff, uh, yeah. Angle man, I guess, right, with the adjacent to blocking thing. Like, mm -hmm. you're an angle man on, on a team. That'd be kind of funny. Um, yeah. zap around. Zip zap, zippity zap, zip zap, zap around. Dude, Simeon's got it bad for Miss Minutes. He's going to turn her into Mrs. Bruce, dude. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. <laughs> He can't he can't let that little hologram she's go. She's like uh based off of like characters from like the nineteen twenties, so she's a little old for me. Oh, that's fair. fair dude. By about a hundred years. Yeah. Touch. Just touch. Just touch. Uh those are uh all of our all of our picks this week. Those are Malcolm's questions. Sorry for everybody that was in the Discord and everybody else that asked us questions this week. We just had uh kind of a lot going on. We'll see what happens. Probably pay attention more so to our YouTube channel, though, this coming week, because that is where a 
bunch of stuff's going to happen this week. I don't know how much is going to be on the podcast next week. Who knows? If we get all the Disney Plus stuff, then we'll probably do a set review for it. But uh, until then, I don't know, guys. Yeah, we'll try to. We'll try to. If I think we'll still do a set review if we don't know what L.E. Strange does. So really, we're just waiting on figures. And we'll probably do a set review. He's not going to do enough, in my opinion, to to change the set review as a whole. Typically, when we do a set review, do we even do the L.E. anyways? I don't think we... No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, we don't do the fast forces and stuff either. Anyways, just main set. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, if you got something out of it, if you think we brought some form of joy into your life, maybe consider adding joy to our life in the form of uh, financial stability and helping out the podcast and join the Patreon. Let's take, let's just try to get to Mars, shall we? Let's let's shoot for that HeroClix game <laughs> on Mars. I'm all for it. I want it to happen so bad. Uh, let's see if we can make it happen. So join us on Patreon if you want to do all the cool stuff that Josh and Xavier did this week. There is a tier for that. And there's t-shirt tiers. There's token tiers. If you want the tokens he mentioned, like the Wrecking Crew tokens, where it's Simeon, uh, myself, and Edward Shelton as the Wrecking Crew. They are hilarious tokens. I think they're awesome. I think everybody can get a kick out of those. And we have much more tokens to come, like all the ones from What If. We're about to get some designs for those ready. They will be available uh, by the time May rolls around. So I am very excited for all the What If designs. Uh, The Marvel Studios Disney Plus designs, although the majority of them are, I guess, What If, aren't they? Anyways, Simeon, I've said I want to say. If you want to mention anything else, like I said, well, really quick, send us an email if you want to at dialhforheroclicks.gmail.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Dialh for Heroclicks. Twitter, Dialh4. That's the number four Heroclicks. You want to pop us a follow. Lots of fun stuff on the Facebook, facebook.com slash Dialh for Heroclicks. Now yeah. that's all I have to say. <laughs> no, we've got a lot of like uh, a YouTube stuff that's um, in the works. It's mostly just in planning process right now, but we've got some fun stuff. We've got stuff that's almost completely done that's like we've been working on for over a year now um, yeah so we've got a lot of like yeah. really cool stuff uh definitely subscribe there uh means a lot like seeing comments and stuff um makes it all the editing and the terribly terribly long nights where we're up to like 2 a.m worth it uh yeah. but yeah if you are interested in this disney plus or potentially this x of swords um you should you should go to this place called, uh, I don't know, um, CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find the coolest Heroclix singles and sealed products in stock every day. Uh, I think they've all got, I think Disney is at this point about pre-order status. Uh, I don't know about X of Swords. Every day, dude. I've been checking every day for them to like get their pre-orders on. Yeah. But uh, definitely check them out. Use code DIAL5 to save 5%. And, uh, yeah, check them out at CoolStuffy.com. Happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional. Hero clicks now. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the 100? Instant deadpan humor. Over oh, six yeah. people think I am funny. It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which Absolute fools, it's not Witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clips like that forever. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Hey Google, attack someone. Let's attack Simeon because he's a jerk. Happy trails. <laughs> <laughs>